0: Welcome to the Smut and Spice podcast, where we're living vicariously through the female main characters in reverse harems, dark romances, paranormal romances, and bully romances. We're your hosts, Sam, Sarah, and Ashley. In today's episode, we'll be discussing the crazed mind of Jessica Kane. Um, so the only trigger warnings I have listed are kidnapping and Dubcon, but I think that that was just the old copy paste. Is there anything else that you guys can think of that we should add?
1: Just general fuckery.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of talk of virginity, so if that makes you uncomfortable, this is probably not the episode for you. And like 80% of her books have daddy in it. Yeah, so if daddy kink isn't your thing, this is not going to work for you. Be warned, this episode may contain spoilers and explicit content that is inappropriate for those under 18. This show is not for children.
1: All right. So this episode was heavily inspired by the Jessicaine bingo board by Maya Reed Spice. Uh, her Instagram and TikTok handle are both Maya Reed Spice. And she has this amazing bingo board you can fill out when you're reading a Jessicaine novel. Uh, we love Maya, friend of the show. She is so wonderful. We're friends on TikTok. And I know uh, her and Sarah have corresponded as well. So huge shout out to Maya. We love her. We do. Uh, she has these novellas down to a science, uh, and I know Ashley really enjoyed filling out the bingo board, and we were all highlighting passages and commenting on just how insane this dialogue is.
0: <laughs> it's like on a whole nother level of just craziness <laughs> that I've
2: never read before. These are not books that you read To get turned on or to like feel romance these are just books to make you feel better about yourself honestly and you know i don't know what she puts in these it might be crack it might be fentanyl but i can't stop reading them
0: i mean i know a lot of people that actually like do get turned on writing this stuff like reading this stuff from her and i just like i can't
2: i'm not gonna lie I was, like, turned on during Step Stalker. But, like, besides those, that one, like, I mean, every now and then, the, the dialogue just gets too crazy.
1: Yeah. It takes you out of it. So, but, like,
2: still into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are some
1: things that all Jessica Cain books have in common? First and foremost, someone is always a virgin. It blows my mind that we're going to follow that sentence up with on top of that person being a virgin, the guys all have gigantic dicks. Those two things usually don't mesh very well.
2: Like we're talking, everyone has to be like over eight inches. Like we're talking, like plantain cock. Like these things are big, <laughs> plantain cock, full eggplants.
0: <laughs> the size of the what? It forearm. Yeah,
2: I believe I believe one of them was described as three Coke cans stacked on top of each other.
1: (laughs) And you're gonna put that inside a virgin vagina that has not had any dilation, that has not had anything to help, like, ease the muscle walls. We're just gonna
2: push
0: through. Jam it right in there, baby.
2: Yep, and she's gonna take it, and she's gonna be made for him. It just fits. It's perfect. And she's gonna
0: orgasm on the first thrust. Like, that's pretty much guaranteed.
2: Through penetration alone. Mm
1: hmm.
0: What is the clitoris even?
1: <laughs> it's. I can't even imagine how painful that would be in real life, but in the magical world of Jessicaine books, this is the ideal sex. Uh, so, to wrap it all up, they all have her signature Jessicaine dialogue, which. We're going to explore quite a bit in this episode. For a lot of these books, we've pulled out our favorite Kane quotes, our moments of just pure Kane energy. And I cannot wait for Sarah to do some of her reading of these quotes because I think Sarah has really unveiled her future in audiobooks this week (laughs) and the recording she's been sending us of her reading these Kane novellas
2: it's it's my new talent and i am here to provide for everyone (laughs) mommy will provide for you
1: (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna start off uh, the first novella is Hefty, which both Ashley and Sarah read. So they're going to tell us their thoughts on Hefty.
0: So I I read this, like, a long time ago. Like, this is, I think, at the very beginning of, like, our friendship that I texted you guys about this. Because this is, like, when I was really big on my, like, chubby guy kink. <laughs> Um, So, yeah, I read this early on when I was, like, exploring my chubby guy kink, and I think that this was one that I, like, I don't know, saw recommended somewhere, but, um, yeah, so they're both in high school in this one, and, like, they have just been in love with each other for, like, forever, and... He obviously thinks she's, like, super out of his league because he's, like, a chubby football player. What is he, Sarah? He's, like, some sort of, like, lineman or something.
2: Yeah, he's a linebacker. So, like, it's kind of unbelievable to me that, like, he kind of acts like he gets picked on for his size. But he's a linebacker and really good at it. But also seems like he's kind of with the popular crowd. But he's just quiet. Um And they've both been in love with each other for forever. They're both virgins. And, of course, they lose their virginities to each other in the nurse's bathroom in high school. And it's, like, real short. It's, like, I will say that that's probably, like, the quickest first time I've read in a Jessica Kane book. I mean, it happens real quick.
0: Which, I mean, is good because that that is at least accurate to your first time, like, when you're a high school virgin, but...
1: But why the nurse's bathroom? I can't
0: remember. Oh, she she, she almost got hit by a car. She she almost gets, like, pinned between, like, two cars or something.
2: And he, like, loses his mind because he's super protective and takes her to the nurse's bathroom. And I guess it's this whole, like... I need to claim you as mine right now. And and then they go into the bathroom and do it. And I really don't remember anything being, like, too descriptive. This one really isn't over the top, and I think that that's why it's one of her more popular uh, books is because it, it is not as crazy as her other ones.
0: And I think that for me, like, this was my introduction to Jessica Kane, and I don't know if I would have suggested the episode <laughs> had I read other ones before I read this one. Um, Because, yeah, this one is a little more tame than the other stuff that I've read from her. But the other, like, I guess, like, notable scene is this in this book is, like, where they're about to go to the school dance. And it's like this, like, big thing. And he, like, I can't remember what the fuck happened. Like, they were supposed to go, but then, like.
2: There was a miscommunication of some sort. And he realized he needed to go there to take her to the dance. And she's crying in her bed and he's all dressed up and ready to take her and she's so excited and of course they're like we need to like bang before we go to this dance obviously Obviously. and and the mom is like banging on the door like what are you doing in there and like you know they're fucking and
1: could you fuck through your mom banging on your bedroom door No, No,
2: and that's
0: why this is so unbelievable. I'm like, what (laughs) high schooler? Like, I mean, I was pretty ballsy. But like, I mean, I've I've told the story in here about me like dry humping my boyfriend and then my like dad like walking in. But like, who is like locking their bedroom door and, and you're about to go to a dance and your parents are just okay with that? Like, no, I wouldn't be allowed to go to the fucking dance like it would be over.
2: Yeah, My grandma walked in on me humping my high school boyfriend, too. Dry humping. (laughs) (laughs) She was like, like, it doesn't look like you're watching a movie.
0: (laughs) Did she ever catch you dry humping the couch?
2: (laughs) No, I did that in private. I made sure no one was home. So I had to look this up really quick because I realized I didn't have a quote for this one. So here is a quote from Hefty. She's a horny girl and I get to service her needs. Jesus Christ. Just so you know, this episode is gonna go off the fucking rails. So if you aren't okay with giggling, now's the time to turn around this crazy train. If not, just keep listening. I mean because it's it's only getting wilder. Every
0: other book podcast is literally just people cackling the entire time, so I think we're fine. We're allowed to have one cackling episode. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. So, speaking of off-the-rails shit, the next one we're going to talk about is Suddenly His, which Sarah and I read. I was reading this, and halfway through this book, I lost my shit at this one scene that I'm going to talk about in a minute, and I was just sending Sarah audio messages after audio messages being like, what the fuck is happening right now?
2: Yes, so... This novella starts off, this girl, you know, she's, of course, very innocent, naive virgin. She hangs out with her two friends, and they wind up taking her to basically a sex auction uh, where these nasty guys bid on you and you get paid. And what's really fucked up is you only get 25%, and the guy holding the auction gets 75 Mm-mm, They need to unionize. This anyway. is why sex
1: worker rights are so important.
2: And she doesn't want to be involved at all, but the guy is like, oh, they smell her virginity. Like, we haven't had fresh meat up in here in forever. And so, so she, she has to get bit on. And. This guy, of course, he's like a tech billionaire. He he um, Her mom cleans his house, and he has been obsessed with her for months, and he hires a PI to basically follow her around so he always knows where she is. So he knows she's a part of this auction, and he gets there, and it's a bidding war. They're like a million, five million. He pays $10 million. He's like, all right, we're going to get the fuck out of here, and he's just planning on taking her home, being a decent guy, but nope. The guy who owns the place is, like, the most expensive offer of the night's got a fuck in front of everybody. (laughs)
0: Oh, my God.
2: And then, like, they hold them at, like, gunpoint, and they're like, you're gonna give us a show. And so she basically loses her virginity to this guy in front of all of these people. And it's very confusing because, like, she's also kind of into it. Which, like, you're losing your virginity and yet she's kind of into all these people watching. And, like, they're so gross when they're watching, too. They're saying nasty, terrible things. And it's a wild ride. They're, like,
1: reaching out towards the bed, like, please, I just want to, like, lick her foot, like, begging to, like, smell her and, like, be involved. And he's, like, just keep your eyes on me. It's fine. And she's, (laughs) like, no, this is great. I'm loving this. And (laughs) (laughs) so. After all that, he's like, I'm going to pay you the money that you're due for this directly. And so then he starts holding that money over her head because he's obsessed with her and he wants to see her more. And she's like, fuck you, no way. But then he she goes to his house and they end up being spending time together. And he finds out that her mom or no, she found out that he started paying her mom a lot more when he became obsessed with her. And her mom, for some reason, this was such a weird side plot, has mm-hmm. been like hoarding all the money so she can run away to like Bali or something. And I was just like, she, she's a grown ass adult. Why does her mother need to run away from her? I don't understand. Um, but then he gets really mad about that and like steals her away and is like, she's coming to live with me. And then I guess she was just fine with that. And uh, <laughs> they go on the shopping trip because, of course, she has to have a whole new wardrobe now that she's living with him in his giant ass mansion. And in, on this shopping trip, he's, like, realizing that she has an exhibitionist kink. So the thing that he decides to do is he wants her to try on lingerie. And instead of just, like, having her try on lingerie and fucking in the dressing room like normal people, he, like, gets the sales clerk involved and is like, uh, I want... Uh, crotchless panties but they need to be wide enough for my dick so she needs to try them on and you're gonna watch me fuck her in front of you but not only that you have to hold open her ass cheeks so we can watch my dick go inside of her and make sure these crotchless panties are wide enough for my giant penis and I am losing my shit. This entire scene. This is the
2: craziest shit I have ever read in my life. Oh, and then he gets the sales clerk to cover her mouth to keep her quiet, too. Yes! Jesus
0: Christ, you guys. And that's not
2: the last time. Like after like they get their happy ending, like the people that work in their house basically have to see them fucking all of the time.
1: So, I just want to take this moment to say the number one rule of kink play is consent. And that includes consent of people who are watching this. You can't do this shit in public because those people have not given their consent to be involved in your kink play. So cut it the fuck out. That's uncalled for. Yeah, Jessica. But anyway, there's some A plus Jessica Cain quotes in this one. Uh, Sarah, are you going to be
2: doing the honors of reading these? I mean, if that's what you want. I can do it. All right, you ready? <clears throat> you want to come in that tight little gash, baby? <laughs>
0: you want to come? You
2: want, you want my come in that tight little gash, baby? A saint couldn't pull out of this little girl pussy, let alone a oh sinner. Oh my god. Oh my god. If you didn't want that, if you didn't want your pussy tingled, you wouldn't have come here dressed like daddy's little girl. <laughs> This is, like, too much for me. (laughs) Mouths mating in a wet, frenzied dance. Mouths mating. Daddy likes to see that pussy. (laughs) You want some hot, messy cum in this pussy, you greedy girl?
0: I mean, that sounds like something you would write, Sarah.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I do like greedy girl. I would just like to add that he said,
1: Daddy likes to see that pussy in front of the sales clerk. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But as you can see, that one really threw me for a loop. Uh, (laughs)
2: Moving right along. (laughs) All right. The next one is in his custody. She is in juvie uh, and is getting released. She's 18. And her stepdad comes to pick her up, whom she has never met before. Not her mom, her stepdad. And turns out that this guy literally just married her mom because her mom showed a picture of her daughter to him. And he was like, I'm in love. So he's obsessed with her. He gets the um, guards at the jail to take pictures, like, give him surveillance of her. And he knows everything about her. And. Yeah, so he takes her home, and he's like, you need direction and guidance, and I'm going to give that to you. And, of course, she's, like, super attracted to him, but she likes to rebel because she needs attention. And it's very boring. Out of all of these, <laughs> I feel like this one is probably the most boring Jessicaine that I've read. Um,
1: it's because it's about a cop.
2: <laughs> <laughs> maybe but like i i can't really remember anything significant about this couple like of course he calls himself daddy and like i do remember they kind of mess around in an interrogation room at the precinct so that was cool um <laughs> well, yeah, was it'll... she a virgin of course that okay. i didn't even Just need to make say sure
1: so, yes. so is
0: it like every single one pretty much is a virgin
2: i Someone's have not a I have not read one where someone is not a virgin. Jesus
0: Christ.
2: And my favorite quote is, let daddy orgasm you. (laughs) Which if you follow our
1: Instagram, you would have seen in our promo post for this episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Rolling right in. Uh, Daddy's worst nightmare. Um, And I was very disappointed that this book did not have more daddy kink since the name daddy is in the title very confusing for me um sarah had high expectations i did uh so he knew he loved her when she was seven and he was 13 because he was homeless and she gave him an apple (laughs) because he was hungry
1: that's (laughs) jessicae reasoning right there
2: and so like for the rest of his life he made it his mission to stalk her and one day he was going to make her his and of course her dad is some big wig senator and he is huge into this underworld crime scene and he's like saved her life like five times from being assassinated because obviously and she low-key has known whoever is saving her is her person she basically gets locked away in the house and is super naive and a virgin obviously of course um He saves her, kidnaps her, blackmails uh, her dad, and she goes willingly. And they basically, like, literally go to the courthouse that day and get married. And... She almost dies taking a bullet for him. And in the prolog- uh, the epilogue, he has not left the- let her leave the house in five years because she- he's that paranoid. So, I really don't feel like she's living a great life. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> and she has really bad temper tantrums. So, of course, he, like, spanks her and fucks the temper tantrum out of her. <laughs> um, and uh, she does have a dog rescue, which I did really like that. Um,
1: <laughs> how does she run her dog rescue without leaving the house?
2: Oh, it's all online. Like she helps she helps coordinate all of the things and they have kids. And towards the end, he was going to let her like grocery shop or something.
1: Oh, uh, kind of him.
2: Yeah, but she's, she's stuck in a mansion. So she just traded, you know, two different prison cells. So I feel bad for her. Uh, and this is the top tier quote from this book. Going to have me panting after that team mom belly following you around with my dick in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: to lose it. I'm gonna have to send that one to Colette because team mom is totally her fucking jam.
1: <clears throat> Why does Jessica Cain love belly so much? She uses it. Tummy, the oh,
2: tummy the be- tummy. Belly and tummy. Tummy and belly.
1: Like you yeah. can't just say stomach. No. Okay. Tommy just
0: makes me think of, like, something, like, kids would say.
1: Same with Belly. Who says Belly? Jessica <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one, Sarah and I both read, The Mobster's Masseuse. Uh, this book starts out with our male main character, who is the head of some sort of mafia organization, and his like best friend who apparently has a learning disability for some reason, it was a very weird plot point, Um, buys him a masseuse or sorry, a massage. And, he's like the whole time I'm not actually going to get a massage we'll just sit in this room and like be on our phones because I would never put myself in that vulnerable of a situation but he walks into this room and like immediately falls in love with her like full-on love at first sight I'm obsessed with this girl after she said like one sentence to him and so she she's like okay i'm gonna do my job and he's like absolutely not i'm actually gonna pay you a hundred thousand dollars so that i can massage you and she has like a ton of debt and stuff so she's like okay i guess and then of course that massage turns into him like eating her out on the table and it was her first ever orgasm because of course she's a virgin and then her boss tries to fire her after that, and he rips up the check that she got from the mafia guy, and so she tries to run away from the whole situation, and he kidnaps her, and then she tries to run away again, she almost dies, and then they live happily ever after after that. Did I leave anything out, Sarah?
2: No, that's basically it. And I gotta say, I would take that deal, too. 100K? 100K and- for you to eat me
1: out on a massage table? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, feel like I, that's I mean, something I think that you she...
0: should be paying someone else for. <laughs>
2: uh, and I will say, like, it once it ended, the funniest thing to me in the epilogue, he's like, she still really wanted to be a masseuse, so I made her open one. But she can only massage women; women can only come here because he's so <laughs> jealous. The thought of her massaging a man is just incomprehensible. But he's still like stalking her through binoculars as she works.
1: And is surprised that she knows about it. Like, at one point, she's like, did you enjoy the show I put on for you? And he's like, oh, she knows that I'm watching her all the time. Uh, All right. So we have some, of course, wonderful quotes. First one being, I'm getting ready to feed your little pussy its new favorite meal. Uh, Next, we have, eat it all up. There's your seconds, gorgeous. Take it down. Let it work its magic in your tummy. There we have tummy. And, of course, that is uh, in the context of him coming inside of her. And the last one we have is, good little girl, we're going to make that belly swell. Just open your thighs and take what your king gives you. That's the other thing. He makes her call him her king all the time.
2: I hate that. I Yeah,
1: I wasn't a big fan.
2: I, I've, I've seen it in other books, too. Like, the only time it was okay was in the mc book when his name was actually king <laughs> but i don't like calling king it's not my favorite i
0: just think of those hoodies like the like
2: king and yes. queen
0: just awful right.
1: do you feel like uh, a lot of King books have breeding kink too yes. because i've noticed that oh as well. that's
0: that's also on 100%. the bingo board
2: yeah okay yeah.
0: pregnancy in the epilogue um,
2: I don't think I have read one that they don't have a kid in the epilogue. Honestly, um, the the next one is bewitching the boss, and I think that this one might be her longest one. Suddenly, his was longer too. I think this was like around one hundred and thirty pages. Um, That's long. She is the stalker in this one, and he is the virgin, and she is not. Um, She is in love with this millionaire. She watches him swim laps in his backyard. She watches him masturbate, watches him do everything. She is a party planner and she's been just dropping hints in his inbox for like two years to hire her to do a party. And then they finally meet, uh, and you learn she holds some guilt, and that's why she's been stalking him this whole time. Uh, And it is because she was in the car that killed his sister. Um, She wasn't driving or anything, but she was in the car, and so she holds that guilt. And he also holds guilt because he's like, if my sister's dead, I shouldn't be able to enjoy life. And he is a huge nerd and a virgin, and she really has the desire to be degraded, I think, out of guilt. Um yeah. And, of course, they have sex, and he's, like, so good at it. And he just gives her the dirty co- talk, calls her his little whore, and such a dirty little slut for him, and she's so into it. And in the end, it's really dumb because she tells him what happens, and he's like, "Well, you're really kind of fucking dumb, cause it's fine." Uh, and he winds up stalking her too, and they just like stalk each other and live their best lives together. So
0: much stalking and unhealthy relationships
2: <laughs> in these fucking. Do you novellas. think Jessica Kane
1: is? Do you think Jessica Kane is actively stalking anyone <laughs> right now?
2: Could be. My favorite quote from this one is, "You're going to cream up my dick."
1: who doesn't want to hear that while they're fucking someone
0: definitely really turns me on <laughs> i just think of like
1: creamed <laughs> corn
2: ew
0: <laughs> no
2: ah uh! <laughs> Cream, cream is one of my ick words. Like, it absolutely is a an no for me.
0: Nope, nope. Now I'm just thinking about consistency. It's gonna make me gags. <laughs> just sticking your dick in creamed corn. <laughs> 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 like a sock floor. <laughs> Ashley, <laughs> stop.
1: Oh, shit. Oh. Oh fuck disgusting
2: all right the next one is wearing him down this one is okay it's not super crazy it's not super boring either um It is her stepbrother, uh, who is much older than her. He's in his thirties and she's 18. He builds like a whole finishing school for her and sends her to it. Uh, and basically blackmails his parents into letting them know that they're going to be together. Um, but he's given her a timeline on when they can actually hook up, uh, I do feel like they do some weird things in front of the woman that's dressing them not as crazy as suddenly his but it is a little weird um but he basically waits for her trust fund to no longer be in his hands and then they just start banging and she doesn't have to go to finishing school anymore and she's happy but nothing super memorable no stalking in this actually no he kind of does stalk her he does have cameras <laughs> no <stalking> and- right. <laughs> yeah. He does. He does stalk her. That's right. Because he takes her into the room and it's like pictures of her everywhere and he's like, does this scare you? And she's like, no, I love it. And then they get married. Um, And of course, stepbrother that calls himself daddy. So, you'll have a pussy full of daddy's love, little girl.
0: I can't. It's so gross. Gross. Oh, Oh.
1: goodness. So, keeping with the stepbrother theme we have stepstalker
2: Listen, this <laughs> you can judge me all you want i was into it
1: <laughs> so this story revolves around a stepbrother who is coming home from being on tour with the military where he is now a national hero for killing a terrorist and then his identity was revealed he was a Navy SEAL, but now he can't be in service anymore because he had a service injury and his identity was revealed. So now he's going to go work in a military I did, school. like, like this one.
0: Been... Like, even though military plot normally isn't my thing, like, I liked that they dealt with some of, you know, his issues from all of everything that he experienced.
1: I, I thought it was interesting that they were, like... They touched on a lot of the issues between, like, their parents and them, like how she had issues with her mom and he had issues with his dad and, uh, like, discussing the fact that, like, neither of their parents were very good at raising them. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, he has to step in as daddy, obviously. That's the only conclusion that can be drawn there. Um, and he finds himself obsessed with his virgin hippie stepsister when he returns. And he starts stalking her everywhere and is immediately obsessed with her. And she has a lot of like image issues. So she's like in love with him, but thinks that he could never love her back. And her mom is, like, trying to set him up constantly with other people. And he's like, "Uh, I don't want to fuck anyone else. I just want to (laughs) fuck your daughter. And and is just stalking her everywhere. And, you know, they end up happily ever after, except for their parents don't talk to them anymore. Which honestly seems like a win, because both of their parents were pretty shitty people. I wonder if that
0: happens in real life, like what most people's parents do
1: if you get together with your yeah, brother
2: I'm gonna have to research this I'm just curious I feel like I feel like it depends on when you get together right or when mm-hmm. they got married yeah, like, you know is I, it like stepbrothers where they're like older or <laughs> I don't know but I'm like really into the stepbrother thing and it's probably because I've never had a stepbrother i've never even had a brother so it's just like so far off of anything that could have ever potentially happened to me uh but i feel like her mom just sucks oh the the scene when the mom and dad are sleeping in the living room and they're fucking around on the couch
1: i was
0: was hot
2: it it was was. (laughs) before and i
0: find it hot every single time that it happens it's like that like
2: it's like the idea of you could be caught yeah, and I think it was just so extra that like it it was what they were doing was even more wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Like it, if they found them in that way. Uh But yeah, she's definitely weird. Like she was out just like naked meditating, talking about how much she likes camping and stuff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, there are so many good quotes from this one. Uh Some, (laughs) the most infamous one is say the words and I'll give you daddy's milk. (laughs) (laughs) There is also a scene when she's like on top of him in the bathtub because he was having like a PTSD episode. And she's like trying to help him, but then it like turns sexual instantly and of course she is a virgin. So he like makes her come for the first time without like even touching her really and it's just like a spontaneous orgasm because on top of him and I was like
0: He says make work. those titties jiggle for daddy and she orgasms just from that. Like this is on this is on fourteen people. I wish right i i wish wish that i could get off with just someone saying some off the wall weird shit i just can't
1: uh the the other quote i pulled out was a woman who oh he was saying she's a woman who still needs a daddy though uh, a daddy, a brother, an obsessed stalker who watches you finger your little wet pussy from the trees. I'm all of those <laughs> things to you now.
0: <laughs> it's normal. This pussy needs a daddy, doesn't it, princess?
2: Oh,
1: oh Jessica <laughs>
2: Why? Why are you like this? <laughs> So, this was actually my first ever Jessica Kane book, and that is Coach's Daughter. And this was way before my Daddy Kink days. Uh, so, I wasn't ready for the <laughs> warped speed of this relationship <laughs> or the Daddy Kink getting introduced, like, super fast. He is joining a new team, sees her, falls in love, her dad is the coach, He's like, "We need to make part of my 15 million dollar contract that I can marry your daughter." And she's like, "I'm not signing that." And it's just like a whole mess, but she's super attracted to him even though she hates basketball and she hates basketball players. Anyway, they he's like, "Let me let me let me talk to you. Let's talk about this contract." And they go into her dad's office and they start fucking around. And her dad knocks on the door and she says, coming daddy. And then the daddy kink is awakened (laughs) in their relationship (laughs) from her responding to her actual dad knocking on the door. Wait, but the fact, I don't, I
1: don't, okay. There's a thin line with daddy kink. And if you're still calling your actual father daddy while also calling the man you're fucking daddy, I feel like there's a line crossed somewhere there.
2: So, her and her dad do not get along, and her dad does not care about her. Uh, but she did say, Daddy, which what was really extra. Um, <laughs> and I really, honestly, don't remember the rest of what happened. I know that they end up together, of course. Um, and this was... Um, I believe that they might have both been virgins, or he, like, somehow is in the NBA and hasn't had sex in, like, nine what? years. What? Um. Yeah, that that part was like really unbelievable. Like he hadn't had sex in a super long time, and she was a virgin. Uh, it's time to catch my sperm, you horny little thing.
1: I mean, I guess. Yep. I guess that, that definitely does it for time me. Time to
0: catch my seed, you <laughs> horny little thing.
1: I really don't like seed. Seed is up there with cream for me.
0: What about in alien books?
1: Uh, it's a little bit more forgivable. In yeah, alien I think books. that like
0: it, if it's a more fantasy type of setting or sci-fi, then seed is appropriate. But like, I don't. I've never been a, with a guy that said seed.
1: No. Uh, okay. Next, we have coaxing the roughneck. So this whole book is. About a roughneck, in case you didn't know, a roughneck is someone who works on an oil rig who is living on an oil rig and refuses to leave, even though our female main character has recently inherited it and is trying to sell it. So her issue is that she wants to sell this oil rig and get some cash so that she can go and live her life the way she wants to. And there's this giant man with a giant dick living on this oil rig who refuses to leave. (laughs)
2: like he's lived in the dark for five years like he hasn't even come to the top he's basically just like a mole person <laughs>
0: a mole person and with a giant he cock. like
2: <laughs> honestly butch scared the fuck out of me like i would have ran butch is scary
1: he is he's terrifying and she like <laughs> references that several times where she's like I should be scared now because I'm all alone on this oil rig in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico where no one would hear me scream and there's this giant man here with me and it's like it's alluded to several times that like this is a very dangerous situation and she's just like living life enjoying herself thinking about just how giant Butch's dick is
2: I just I I can't <laughs> And so she uses sexual favors to bring him up each level in the rig to eventually get him off. Um, and each time he's like... <laughs> and she each time he's like, you can't do it. And he's talking about how, like, anytime he's had sex, like, they've been screaming and in pain, and it's been a horrible experience for him, and, and she, she just can't do it. But then when they finally do fuck it's like no big deal like her virgin <laughs> pussy is like magical and just like expands to take his three coke can top and I think that that's, that's
1: his purple what trunk of
2: me hunger off the
0: most was that it was just like oh it's just gonna happen and it's just happening like after it was built up so much about how massive his cock is but apparently she was just fucking made for him
2: maybe she's an maybe. omega. <laughs> That's the, that's the real,
1: <laughs> the real uh, crux of all Jessica Kane books is she's actually been secretly writing Omegaverse this whole time.
2: Omega daddies. <laughs> yeah. They're all, they're all alphas. Uh, and all of these girls are omegas. It's, it, it's <laughs> canon.
1: Oh, it makes so much more sense now. Everything, everything makes sense. Uh, Sarah, I need you to do a reading of all of the quotes from Coaxing the Roughneck, please.
2: Okay, this one, this one. Okay, she's from Louisiana too. Kiss my pussy, daddy. <laughs> 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 oh. The thought of her in pain is enough for me to ignore the incessant hunger plugging my loins and search for a distraction. Not his pussy loins pussy hole <laughs> god god damn that's some
0: fresh little
2: virgin meat when i was highlighting
0: meat. this shit you guys i
2: could not Fast, faster little girl make daddy's life horny baby Rubbing that asshole all over my dick. I don't sweet even think Christ. she was actually
0: rubbing her asshole on his dick. I think,
2: she I think she was. But
0: like, I think she was just like grinding. I think she was like, like sitting. I, I don't know. I felt like that was odd for I think she
2: per- Purple trunk of hunger.
0: When I read the reviews and was like, they're not actually going to say that,
2: are they?
1: Of hunger.
2: You want this elephant cock? No, I don't. Hammering into the (laughs) fuck meat (laughs) of her pussy. (laughs) Fuck meat. Fuck me. Time to breed now. (laughs) I want you to imagine you're, like, getting
1: into the moon, you're about to have sex with someone, and they just turn to you, look you dead in the eyes, and go, time to breed now.
2: Scary. I just keep picturing Jeff Bezos. (laughs) (laughs) he would say some shit like that this fucking alien brain (laughs) all right and i read this one last night and this is the one that i narrated for uh sam and ashley because she was from mississippi so i quite enjoyed it uh he was previously a mobster he's running from the mob because he fucked them over and so he's in this small town in mississippi pretending to be a preacher she of course is 18 extremely naive and a virgin every sunday he stands outside of her window and masturbates and she watches him and grinds on her mattress which like girl i feel you she didn't know anything else and she's always talking about like boys things she's like what what was it like touching touching their lumps On their crotches is something she says. Like, she has just no idea. Like, the first time they get together, she's like, she, her mom tells her that she has the devil in her. And so she goes to get baptized by him. And, of course, she doesn't wear any bra or panties and wears this white dress. And so he baptizes her. And everyone can see her cooch and her nipples. And he's like, this is a lesson from God. I need to go take her into the back. I will be right back for service. And so while everyone is waiting for him to continue church, he takes her into the back room and is, like, touching on her tits. Uh, and they were, like, about to bang. But someone knocks on the door and was like, they're waiting for you for service. Um and so her mom takes her home and tells her that she needs to be exercised because she has the devil in her. So she ties her up to the bed and keeps calling the preacher. And the preacher goes to the house, finds her tied up to the bed, and is like, uh, he goes down on her, of course, as of she's course. tied up to the bed for her exorcism. And Makes she's like. Sense. She's, like, screaming, like, oh, God, oh, God. Like, and her mom is on the other side of the door, and she's, like, yeah, preacher man, you're doing your job. I hear you getting that demon out of her. Uh, And then uh, he's, like, okay, I'm taking her. You're going to tell the clergy that we fell in love, and it's God's will, yada, yada, yada. Uh, So he baptized her in the morning. Uh, And then goes to the courthouse and marries her by the end of the day. um, And then also fucks all of her holes within that same day. (laughs) Fucks all of her holes. Then they go. Then there's like some like pie charity function the next day. And they go. And of course everyone in the church is like, this is fucking weird. And of course the mob found him. Pew, pew, pew. Gunfire. uh, And he's like can you still love me even though I'm a bad man? And she's like, you're a bad man, but you're a good daddy to me. And then they go and, like, live all these other places and have kids, and then they wind up living in Scotland. Um, And unfortunately, I don't think I have any quotes for this one. Shoot.
1: It was... A magical experience listening to Sarah read this in her full deep south pretend accent to us
0: I do really like like the preacher though like
2: I don't know yeah you guys still haven't read priest which uh which does that very well hold up I'm pulling up my uh I, I do believe I highlighted on my candle I am pulling it up let me see if I have anything good for you guys but there, pr- priest, if you're really wanting to explore that, I highly recommend Priest by Sierra Simone.
1: There's something about being raised Catholic that really gives you a bit of a priest cake. <laughs> Mom,
0: don't listen to this
1: part.
2: Here we go. My cock turns into a fountain, gurgling come from its tip, and I moan. <laughs> Not gurgling. but like and and that doesn't he, even make sense. He, here's another one. But when I glimpsed Joseph, I wanted him for my father. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> that sentence
1: structure makes it sound like she's like yes, yes she wants Joseph yes! to fuck her father.
0: That's what I got out of that too. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Cain, where's your editor boo I also
2: just like <laughs> I just really like that his name was Joseph too like I feel like that added just like an extra oomph
0: an extra it. layer to the priest kink
2: <laughs> oh yeah okay, oh, holy name God, I can't, well, the priest's name was Tyler in priest why would she do that it should have been what? like Tyler? Michael or something Ty- I'm like sorry. that
0: like a biblical name
1: <laughs> you might as well name him Chad at that point. Ty- T-
2: Tyler is not a hot name. I'm sorry.
1: It's not.
2: Daddy's Angel had Tyler, too. Daddy Tyler. Like, stop.
0: Yeah, Tyler is not really
2: a daddy okay. name.
1: No, it's a toddler name, which is why it's not hot. <laughs> so overall thoughts on Jessica Cain. They're They're fucking insane books. But sometimes you just need a brain cleanser to get yourself out of a book hangover like sometimes Jessicaine acts as mind bleach so that you can get your brain right so that you can prepare for like a real read that you want to do next
2: yeah i mean it's a wild ride i would highly recommend everyone to you know whatever seemed the craziest to you out of this list i mean I feel like if you want the true Jessicaine experience and you want to go all in, just start with suddenly his. Uh, and and you'll know if it's for you or not. I also think like coaxing the roughneck was like also really intense. Um, but you, you can't go wrong. I mean, look at how many of these I read. I can't stop. I won't be stopped. I'm going to keep reading them. not be them. stopped.
1: Do not attempt to stop her. All right. Ash, final thoughts on Jessica Oh, It's a lot. <laughs> I, <laughs> I
0: just S think that, overwhelmed. Like, like, I need more character development to, like, I mean, I think that the off-the-wall shit that she writes is really funny, but it's just, I don't know if it's for me. But I like doing the bingo boards. I like to, like, have, like, a mission, I guess, when I'm, like, going into a book. Like, I thought that that was a really fun concept but it's also kind of shitty like when it's a predictable system to a book so you know that there's gonna be like stalking and like a daddy kink and like there's gonna be a baby in the epilogue or there's gonna be like a dick described in a really fucking weird way but purple trunk of hunger is always just gonna like live in my head like i'm never gonna forget
2: that
1: oh she really has a way with words what did it's you say, Sam?
2: A... You said it's, it's, not... it's all gas, no brakes.
1: Yeah. It's it's not always
0: a good way with. Words, <laughs> I mean, she's making money, so like you do you, girl. What if Jessica Cain is a man?
1: I I want us to like close your eyes and picture what do you think Jessica Cain looks like? If you had to put a face on Jessica, Cain, I feel like
0: she's definitely a blonde.
1: <laughs> I feel like she's like sixty years old. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's it's, it's, it's this actually Laura Roberts shit. writing as yeah. Jessica
0: Kane.
2: <laughs> no, it's actually James Patterson. Yes, <laughs> James Patterson's other alter ego, Jessica Kane.
0: <sighs> but seriously. Oh my
1: gosh. That's why he needs so many ghostwriters. He's too busy writing these. Does she these have like a social novellas. media
0: presence or anything? I meant to check this out.
1: I, I did she notice Instagram.
2: she does not do any paperbacks.
1: It's all digital?
2: It's all digital, all KU.
0: I'm like, I don't see her on Instagram. Oh,
1: maybe she doesn't. Maybe
0: I was and making i just that like, up. this is very interesting. That's what I was like. Yeah, is and it she a just man? has like.
2: She... It very well could be. But I mean, Hefty has f- almost 4,400 ratings on Goodreads. Good. I do think that that is like her. the most popular book. Oh, My Husband, My Stalker. Yes.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> So what were we reading over the last few weeks? Uh, I have read both of the books in the Little Red Duet by Colette Rhodes. I really enjoyed them. I loved Lou as a main character. She is just such a wonderful breath of fresh air of like, she's just very realistic. Like she reacts how you would think that you would react if you found out that the world was full of supernatural beings that you didn't know about prior. Like, I would be freaked out, too, if I found these things out. So I really enjoyed reading Lou's Journey. I also read Deceived by the Gargoyles by Lillian Lark, and I loved it. No one does cozy monster romance like Lillian Lark. And I also read The Brazen by Willa Nash, which was just a nice, quick, contemporary romance read. Uh, just kind of acted as my break from all of the Jessica Cain insanity.
2: I finished all you want an omegaverse uh Jermaine fanfiction on AO3. Absolutely obsessed. Daddy Draco absolutely did it yes. for me. Yes. It is extremely long though. It took me forever to finish. So I'm in a little bit of a reading slump right now. I've been writing and editing so much so Hopefully, I will find something soon to get me out of it. I mean, I have, like, the longest TBR and a million books to choose from, and I just don't know what I want to read next. Such a mood reader. It's always
0: difficult when you're a mood reader.
2: It's got to be, like, just got to be on. It is. That's why I'm not a huge fan. I mean, I love arc readers. I need arc readers, but that's why I'm not a huge fan of arc reading myself. Because, like, once you commit to it, and then... Maybe you're not in the mood for that, like, when you're supposed to be arc reading. I know. Um, So I've been doing some beta reading for
0: Sabrina Day. She's going to be releasing her debut, Shifter Omegaverse Fleeing Fate, on March 11th, and I'm really enjoying it. Her prose is just, like fantastic amazing descriptions and i love her characters and i think that it's gonna do really really well and the cover is gorgeous so i think that everyone should add that to their tbr um and i'm also going to be diving into luna witch by willow hadley this week i've had access to this for a while but i've been really busy obviously with sarah and i like finishing everything with vera and like i'm working on this anthology entry And yeah, I'm very excited to dive into it because I love cricket and it's cute and good feels. Um, And I've also been reading a ton of male male romance as usual. So I finished Show Me. It's book three in the extracurricular series by Neve Wilder. And like every single book in this, that series is just like cute and good and adorable. And I love it. And that one was like particularly good because they started out making only fans videos <laughs> together and then like they progressed from there and i'm also reading reckless by kiki clark and i'm going to be participating in a male male march madness challenge so if you want to check out my instagram at ashley bennett author for more details and join in you should
1: all right so this wraps up our Jessica kane episode we hope you enjoyed the craziness that was our journey through Jessicae Novellas. Um, keep up with our Instagram to see whatever we have planned next. We have moved to a bi-weekly schedule. I don't know if we ever officially announced that. Uh, so you'll see or hear from us in two weeks uh, with our next episode. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Smut and Spice. Please subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Instagram and TikTok at Smut and Spice Pod. We'd love it if you would share our podcast with friends and on social media. If you have any book recommendations, send them our way. And if you're an author who's interested in appearing on an episode, reach out. We would love to have you. A special thanks to our technical producer, Andrew, and to our graphic designer, Lainey, for our amazing logo. The intro and outro music featured on Smut and Spice is District 4 by Kevin MacLeod. The link and licensing information can be found in the episode description. Thank you so much for listening.